0: Hello and welcome to the Metapod, of Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. But just like I thought, there's actually no new news on the Pokemon trading card game. So this episode is going to be a record setting 30 seconds. So uh, <laughs> good night. See you tomorrow.
1: I'm going to have to John, mix the doing, intro man? and outro music now. And it's just I don't I'm not I'm not good at that because it's so quick. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm doing all right. Yeah, I was. Uh, I will say, as we predicted, though, I, I I think I predicted a couple of things somewhat correctly.
0: Yeah, you did actually a surprisingly <laughs> accurate uh, description from what I remember. I was completely wrong, which I think a, I think a you lot of just... people though. Let's be honest. I don't think a lot of people had the expectation of. The oh. remakes that were announced. Or uh, maybe, okay, everybody, I mean, there's a group of people that say every year, Diamond Appro remakes are coming. Uh, this is the year. Like, if you say it every year, eventually yeah, you'll she, be right. It's gonna happen. <laughs> like, I'm eventually gonna die someday. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just Dang. gonna happen.
1: Dang, went grim there, went dark there. Um well, you know what? <laughs> I'm just kidding, but but like I didn't expect
0: two. Sinno-based games. That was something I don't think anybody had on their bingo card, Sean.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we we will we should dive into all of these details, but uh but yeah, I'm actually gonna look up the reviews because I didn't have that open. So we're oh, doing yeah. it live.
0: I I messaged you about them, but I didn't have them up either. We did, I believe, get two new reviews. We are at twenty two five star reviews now, Sean. I that- see that is poggers we've got three more until the we have to do it before the release fourth? of battle styles right
1: yeah but t- before the 23rd or the 24th so three more five-star reviews and then you guys will get to see our faces for better or worse <laughs> you
0: get to see my ugly mug every uh tuesday uploaded on youtube but let's go with cody uh Kundert. I don't believe we read no. this. Uh, did we read
1: this already? No, we didn't. We didn't. Um, so yeah, it, do you want me to read this one? Sure. Yeah, you read this. You I read the last you know, one. Cody. All all three words of it. Uh, great podcast. Love the knowledge of Jake and Sean on all things ex- standard and expanded. Uh, I, I appreciate I appreciate your uh, you know positive attitude uh, on how much knowledge we have on expanded. The chemistry is great, and they really break it down for all skills and levels to grasp, the mechanics and combinations they discuss. Keep up the great content. All right, we will.
0: Here <laughs> we, we will go. try. <laughs> you wrote that just in time for the worst podcast we have. Y- I'm just kidding.
1: No, no, I mean, I don't think this will be the worst. This will definitely be one of the more disjointed, to your point of, like, not getting a lot of news. Pokemon Company doing it's dirty like that.
0: I mean, yeah. It doesn't surprise me though. They've got they just released Shining Fates. They've got Battle Styles coming out here in a couple weeks. Like, I'm gonna be honest, these next couple weeks, I don't really expect news.
1: I mean that's fair. That's fair. Uh I mean, I guess that gets us. Do you want to just Jake jump straight into 25th anniversary, what they did announce, and then what the like and just talk about the lack of TCG and whether or not we should be surprised.
0: So, like I mentioned, Pokemon is releasing Shining Fates. They're releasing battle styles. But here's the big kicker. Pokemon Presents, or the Pokemon Direct, What it was technically a Presents, so please try don't try to call it a Direct. But whatever you want to call it, that is based worldwide. That was based worldwide. So it literally doesn't make sense because Japan... America, even I think like Korea and like other countries are not on the same schedule in terms of the trading card game. So like, why would the Pokemon Presents do battle styles when Japan has already seen battle styles? Oh, yeah,
1: I agree. I don't think they would have done any set that we know about because it's not news, right? And keep
0: in mind as well, a PTCGO client, a new revamped client, that doesn't make sense because Japan doesn't, they don't technically have the client. I believe you have to use like a VPN or something like that. I just know that like.
1: Yeah, there is no official Japanese client. You're right.
0: Yeah, there is no Japanese client. So like it literally does not make sense. I know I know, people really want PTCGO remakes and they really thought that this was going to be it, the 25th anniversary. We're going to get some Pokemon trading card. No, like. It's it it's like every other Pokemon fan. They get their hopes really high and then they're they just get them too high. They're not looking as realistic. But there were some crazy things announced, Sean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's okay. So do you want to go down the list of like what I I predicted two things? I predicted a few things and two of them for sure came true. (laughs) Two of them. Yeah, I guess. Okay. yeah. Uh,
0: so the first one that I think you're referring to is the, that I also said a new Pokemon snap trailer.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did say that I thought they would give us more info on Pokemon snap to be honest. I'm like, okay, the trailer gave us some like lore of Pokemon snap of like, Oh, what region are you in? And who are these other people? And blah, blah, which I'm like, okay, that's fine. But they didn't really give us that much detail as to why, the, uh, how this game is going to be, different from the original Um, and like outside of the fact that like there will be a day night cycle, which like that, that is different right from the original Pokemon snap. And that does bring into effect. Like some Pokemon may only come out at night and some Pokemon are going to come out during the day and there's weather conditions too. So I think that's like the first step towards my original prediction of like a more dynamic snap that changes weekly, daily, monthly, whatever you want to call it. Um, that in the style of Animal Crossing would keep people coming back, but, um,
0: yeah, I mean, I th- that's the whole thing that I said, I think, last week about the first Pokemon Snap. Like, there was no replay value really, unless you were trying to go for like a top speed or a top score. Like, th- yeah. the average player is not going to constantly play in order to get a top score. The average player is more likely to. Have replay if there are things like a day and night cycle to where Pokemon spawn at different times of the day or whatever you know. And as your research level, quote unquote, as it's being called by Joe Merrick, the uh, the head of Ceraby .dot net for those of you that may know that website, very trusted resource. I feel like Um, as your research level for an area increases, more Pokemon start to appear in areas. So it doesn't even have to be limited to just that time of day. The more that you play the game, the more Pokemon will come into your areas for more and more replay value. So like, although I still like the trailer did show us some new things, but the trailer also showed us a lot of things that we already knew. I'm still not fully convinced that it's a $60 game, (laughs) but it's. The fact that there is this sort of value to like be able to convince me to play it again, that is very nice. That is very nice. I enjoy that. That makes me feel better if I were to spend $60 on this game. But again, there's still like a month. There's still two months, really. Yeah. Sean, until this game even comes out. Who knows if we get another trailer? I I still believe that there could be shiny Pokemon in here. That's, I really do, Sean.
1: I, I agree 100%. I was going to say that. I was like... I think the that when we get really close to the to the release date, there'll be some sort of press release article, something. And they may announce shinies. They might wait till the game is out for like a week to announce like kind of like they do with shiny raids and stuff like that in Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think shiny Pokemon is another thing they're going to have to drop in this. And that's a no-brainer. So, I, I don't think Pokemon ever announces it. I they think do it. <laughs> it's found out by data
0: binders, and it's found out by people playing the game and providing screenshots. That's hey, what I think.
1: I mean, that's another way to do it. You don't have to announce it right off the bat because plenty of people are excited regardless.
0: I mean, it wasn't really until like sword and shield that they really started talking or like Pokemon go. Yeah. You know that they started consistently talking about shiny Pokemon.
1: That's true. Well,
0: so I think that's really, I think the Pokemon snap stuff was really cool, but What's even crazier, Sean, is what you actually got, right? We are getting <laughs> Diamond and Pearl remakes. Shine, or I'm sorry, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I don't know why I always get those two like, flipped. I always want to say Shining Diamond and Brilliant Pearl. I don't know why, but Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, coming out in remakes, created by ILCA, the same game developers that created Pokemon Home. Right, Game Freak is not creating this game, which is insane. I believe this is like the first main series game that Game Freak is not going to be the head developers, but Masuda is going to be I well, hold on, let me fact check myself.
1: Well, I I think the Game Freak is going to be
0: a secondary developer in this. I do know that. I believe Masuda is the head of the secondary development team
1: yeah i mean it's really just a it's more of like a port slash update than it is like a proper development if you know what i mean like like yes you're you are having to like do some things but the game is built and so you're just like you're giving it a a new coat of paint and it's not and that's the thing is it's not like a let's go type of remake Mm -hmm. so for everybody listening who maybe didn't watch um If you think about Let's Go, you could argue Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee was a remake of Red and Blue, but it had a lot of different elements to it and it was updated to be very similar to like the Sword and Shield style of animation. (laughs) But this Diamond and Pearl remake is a much, it's it's much less polished in terms of the animation style and the visual style. Um,
0: I would disagree with that. You think it's? And I I agree that it is that it is not the same style as Sword and Shield, but if you look at Pokemon Home and you look at that art style and you look at that animation, it's pretty much the same. Because I remember mm. ILCA. Um, I love computer art. I I think that's actually like what it stands for. ILCA if you look at how they made Pokemon home and you look at the sprites in there and stuff, it does look a lot like diamond and Pearl. And they said in the, in the announcement, you know, we are going to try to stay true to diamond and Pearl. And if you look at the game, it's the same, but it's got, it's phenomenal compared to the DS game. It's literally the same game, but it's got a new covering, a new layer of much better graphics. I mean, we're gonna get into the conversation of whether or not you like it or not, Sean, because that's actually the huge <laughs> debacle. Apparently, but. I
1: actually don't. I, I don't care about it because, like, I didn't play Diamond and Pearl when it came out, and so I have no connection. So, personally, I'm like, I I see the that it's very closely related to the original, and I agree with you. I I think when I said like it was like less fidelity or not as that was like a judgment call, which is incorrect, but but yeah, it is stylistically very different and much closer to the originals than it is to the new era. I think of
0: what you're trying to say is like a lot of people are really mad because like, so when you look at X and Y and Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire was the remake during the generation of X and Y. It used X and Y's art style. It used X and Y's graphics to create that game much different than brilliant diamond and shining pearl will in comparison to sword and shield. Um, so I think that's where a lot of people are upset. Also just a lot of people don't like the chibi stuff. They think it's like very kitty, you know, and let, I mean, let me tell you, Pokemon hasn't really changed in the demographic per se for the last 25 <laughs> years. Um, they still know who their audience is and, Even though you're still in it there. Anyways, I digress, but. I, I understand when people say like they don't like it, it is a it is a certain taste, you know, I personally don't like it. In terms of like, that's just not my thing, but do I think like it's a bad game? No, do I think it's like it's necessarily bad art? No, it's just not my thing. You know, I just, I don't, I don't have chibi stuff. I probably won't have chibi stuff, but I'm still going to buy the game. I'm still probably going to enjoy the game, but I'm really curious on how like similar it is to the original diamond and Pearl, uh, or if it has like a mix of platinum, you know, cause uh, I I believe I said this last week, diamond and Pearl are shit games. <laughs> Platinum is the saving grace of that generation and platinum fixed so many things that diamond and pearl needed. So like if, if the brilliant diamond and shining pearl have the platinum things that fix that generation, that would be really, really nice.
1: I I can only assume that whatever they put into platinum that made the gameplay experience better or whatever it was, I'm not familiar, but I can only assume they're going to bring that aspect over. And I don't know. It'll be interesting to me to see. Um, the. I, I really want to know if uh, this art direction choice is, because I predicted that if they did do a remake, that that would allow them to bring Pokemon that weren't originally, that haven't been in Sword and Shield, that would allow them to bring those into Sword and Shield through home because you would do all the animations, et cetera. But now with this new, with this animation style, I don't know if that's the case. I I, I kind of think not.
0: I would think that similar to Let's Go, you know, in Let's Go, you were really restricted to mm-hmm. only those Pokemon in the Kanto region yeah, with, like, their Megas and stuff like that. I feel like Diamond and Pearl is going to be the same, where you can use Pokemon from Gens 1 through 4, you know, Yeah. Um, Murkrow, I don't think is in Sword and Shield. You know, you can use your Murkrow in this game. You know, you can use your Crow. Use Unfair GX. Just kidding. You can't do that in video games, but.
1: No, I mean, I was saying not, not bring the Sword and Shield Pokemon into Diamond and Pearl, but the other direction, right?
0: No, no yeah, like you, you, no, yeah, like Murkrow's not in Sword and Shield. So in, oh, yeah, like yeah, instead yeah. of just keeping it in home, you'll be able to use it in brilliant diamond and shining pearl because that is that decks will, what I assume is going to be the entire, um,
1: one to four gen gen. one Yeah.
0: Three. One to four decks, the national decks, the, yeah, I, there's another name for it, but I just can't, I, I mean, to my me brain though, is fried, Sean, like yours right now. Yeah.
1: Well, do you want to talk about the big, big news of 25th anniversary? <laughs>
0: Post Malone did a virtual I don't think that's what you're gonna say no I do want to get to that though that is kind of something that if we're (laughs) going to talk about the presents and like the anniversary I do want to talk about that because there were some really interesting things in my opinion but Pokemon Legends Arceus now this is the game a main series game they have said that Game Freak is developing this is going to be the main game that Game Freak is developing This is coming out in 2022, early 2022, 16 years after the release. This is a um, action role playing game, single player on the Japanese website. It said no online mode, multiplayer mode, things like that. But it's a game that takes place on the Nintendo Switch. A ton of years, long before the events of Diamond and Pearl. So this is still the Sinnoh region. Basically, your objective is to create Sinnoh's first Pokédex, as we've been told. So we just got a little bit of quick little quips in that game. We did find out the starter options, though, of Cyndaquil, Oshawott, and my boy Rowlet. Oh, wow. Mm. You know who I'm picking as my starter, but... That's
1: a wild lineup of starters.
0: I would actually say no.
1: No, I mean, like, but those aren't the starters that you ever got. Like, you never got those three as the option, right? Like, those are different generations, right?
0: Yes, but here's my thinking. My thinking is that the reason that those are your three starters is because this is a new area. Like, I believe from what I've been able to see and what I've been able to understand, it looks like, your group that you're with are like almost the Christopher Columbus. They, they find this new area casino regionally is based off of a Japanese Island. Mm -hmm. So what I think is your group are the first people to ever step foot in this region. So it makes sense that your starter Pokemon is not an original Sinnoh starter. Ah. Right, because you haven't discovered that. Your your objective, as we're told, is to create Sinnoh's first Pokédex. So I, naturally, you haven't found that yet. We don't even know the professor's name. The professor is just a person. It's not Professor Rowan, you know, the, the professor that you know in Diamond and Pearl. So that's why I feel, that's why I think this is really cool. And, you know, when you look at the three starters, Rowlet, Decidueye, Bow and Arrow, right, kind of old-fashioned... Cyndaquil evolves into Typhlosia could be more of like a hand-to-hand combat wrestling type fighter. And then Oshawott evolves into Samurott swords, you know, kind of kind of more medieval, you know, old style. So I really think that this is a really cool idea and a really cool game. Also, the first game to feature three starter Pokemon from three different generations of games right off the bat.
1: Yeah, I mean, you said there was no online play. Is that what it said? That's what the Japanese
0: website said. Mm. No online play. That's going to be like a single player action role play. I, I like I don't mm. want to say that it's like Breath of the Wild.
1: I mean, but that's but what I it reminds like me of. Like for what? That's what it, that's the vibes I get.
0: Kind of, I mean, <laughs> There's a lot we don't know. We've only seen like 60 seconds and like a couple other things based on this game. There's a lot of things we don't know. Yes, there is a scene that I've seen trending on Twitter where it is the Legend of Zelda scene where like you're rushing up behind Link, you the camera angle rushes up behind him and goes past him and you see like the beautiful scenery of the land And that exact thing, you can see it frame by frame happens in the RCS trailer that has been used for a long time. It just builds intensity and it builds beauty. It's a very good, like they just know what they're doing in terms of making a trailer. Mm -hmm. There's again, there's a lot we don't know. It's been perceived pretty well in my opinion, from what I've seen on Twitter. Again, a lot of people comparing it to breath of the wild. I think with the, information and the things that we've seen i think that's normal i mean when you look at like mario 64 or like super mario you know those were the games that were like people were always comparing dark souls people were like man i wish this game was as hard as dark souls or man this game is as hard as dark souls or whatever i mean legend of zelda breath of the wild is just the next thing to compare things to and based on, like, this is a super early reaction. So, yeah. like, don't don't set yourself on Breath of the Wild. But I think for, the, for someone who didn't see the trailer for that understanding, I think this is a good thing. We don't know if you can, like, soup up items together to make other things. We don't know.
1: We don't know a lot of things. That's really what I'm trying to get at. I, I mean, I guess the question that I would have for you is... I think there'll be like a, a bunch of new like fun mechanics, right? Like for me, I don't think that super potions will be available to buy. I think you'll have to cook them, just like in Zelda. In some, I form. would
0: hope, so. I would yeah. think so because like I well, I assume there there is the option to buy, right? Because if you think about what I said, like
1: oh yeah, I guess in Legend of Zelda you settlement, can
0: buy them. there probably is a shop that you could do, but maybe there are some things that you could either make cheaper. You know, like, so, so mm-hmm. let's say super potion costs $500. I could instead put three sticks, two herbs, and a, a, a dub wool's left horn <laughs> together and create a super potion. But I guess, you know,
1: my question for you, thinking about this, Jake, is like, no online mode. What, I guess, what features do you think that Pokemon is trying to lean into in, the, in a game like this? Because, I think most people would agree that like the game is fun to a degree, uh, but it's not, it's certainly not hard if you're playing against the AI, because it's just rock, paper, scissors, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So the actual like RPG, you know, style Pokemon is successful because it's so approachable. But at the same time, I think that's what also makes it the kind of game that, you know, I think people might get excited about it the first time they play it, but, People really play through the game again for a variety of reasons. So to level things up, to take them into bat, like you know, to battle like the the gym leader stuff like that. So, do you think this game is going to f- really lean more into the idea of catching things? Because I I know a lot of people are into that. I'm just wondering from as somebody who plays the games a lot more than I do, knowing that you know you're in a new region that there I suppose won't be gym leaders because there's no. There's no other people on this island, supposedly, or maybe there are,
0: but I mean, maybe maybe there are people that like indigenous people that live there. But, you know, there's not going to be like, you got to go through all eight. Like, I don't I don't think there's again, this is this is still very early on. It's not coming out until 2022, like a year from now. But But I don't think there's going to be like eight gyms and an elite four that. You got to fight.
1: But like, so everybody's excited about this, but I don't know if they've really thought about the kind of Pokemon game that this might be. And if that is a kind of game that people want to play, does that make sense? Like what
0: would excite you about this game? I think that this, I mean, the objective of this game is to create Sinnoh's first Pokedex from what we understand as of right now. Now that could evolve, that could change later, again this is just a short trailer you know people have been dying for diamond and pearl lately you know we haven't heard about arceus i don't remember the last time they did a giveaway for arceus you know it hasn't been in sword and shield things like that so people have been people have been excited to see this generation back i think right now not only pokemon doing something that's kind of looking like diamond and pearl or i'm sorry it is kind of looking like Diamond and Pearl because it's based on the Sinnoh region, a beloved region to a lot of people, but also kind of looking a little bit like Breath of the Wild in some of the gameplay and cinematic styles they show in the trailer. I think this is just like a mix of like something new, something refreshing in a region that people love that's with time and understanding more is going to be what makes it sell. All right.
1: Well, do I'm you definitely get- going to
0: buy the game because <laughs> it looks freaking sweet. I mean, again, we've only seen like 60 seconds and yeah, I will, I will make new judgments and new uh, opinions after, you know, more, but <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, did you want to talk about some post Malone? I did not watch the video. I'm just going to tell you right now. I have not watched it. I had no interest, but Jake, what did you think? So it was about
0: a 15 minute video, four songs of Post Malone, CGI, um CGI post Malone singing and Pokemon everywhere. And it was actually really cool. I thought it was actually like very beautifully animated. So Sean, like if you ever if you got 15 minutes tonight, like I highly recommend that you watch it because it's pretty good. But okay. <laughs> here's the thing that really surprised me. They sang post Malone songs, Mm. and like there was no single
1: Pokemon song. Like I I thought that they would do at least one. What are you doing? Like I want to be the very best. Like no one ever was. Like
0: none of that. Like none of that. I thought that they would like post Malone like do that or something like corny like the Pokey rap or like sing Journeys, like do a do a cover of that. But it was it was all like Post Malone songs like I think circles played, which was really weird because he said the word sex in front of a Gyarados <laughs> in a Pokemon <laughs> virtual concert. And I I, I literally thought, oh. I thought of uh, I thought of Sarah, Sarah from Twitter. You know, we live for, in a simulation.
1: Uh, I mean, you know. I, for me, like now that I'm hearing this, you know what this sounds like to me, Jake? But this sounds like 100% this is the brainchild of the North American Pokemon company marketing team and had very, very little connection to the home country Pokemon crew. Because the way that a lot of these corporations typically exist, you know, and, and, you know, everything. everything can have nuance, and I might be wrong, and I probably am, but it sounds like... The North American marketing team is given a budget every year to do marketing for the Pokemon, you know, for Pokemon. And for the 25th anniversary, they got their own budget. They made their own brief to someone, maybe to their PR department. And this was the, like, response, which is like, we'll do a Post Malone virtual concert. You know, Fortnite did a concert with uh, several people inside Mm -hmm. of Fortnite. So virtual concerts, that's like a thing. So we'll do a Post Malone one in our world with our Pokemon that's what this sounds like. This sounds like honestly like a bit of a. If you loved it, great. But it sounds like a bit of a crack crackpot idea, that is all just the marketing team. <laughs> That's what this. It sounds was. Like. I
0: mean, it wasn't bad. It was good. Like they oh, the sure. animation again was beautiful. There were some really good scenes. I know Umbreon head bopping was going around. People loved <laughs> that. Oh, yeah, you know, I don't the, I don't the doubt People love the Nautix in there to be a slugma in the lava. Oh, in yeah. There. Like it was really cool. I uh, It just really took me back like or I shouldn't say that. It really just surprised me of like, you know, I kind of expected like more. I, I guess I don't know what I to was Pokemon? expecting, <laughs> but this was exactly like they advertised.
1: Yeah, it was just a Pokemon. It was a Post Malone concert yeah animated with pokemon and i'm like I, I mean you know what you're right it's probably not bad right like it's not to say that it's like it was like a a cringy or a bad or whatever but like it does kind of feel like why wouldn't you collab with post malone to like as somebody who's worked in marketing and done i i worked on a team that did the 75th anniversary for m&ms and did you know that m&ms owns the song Candyman, man the candy man what really? Yeah, the Candyman can the Candyman can they own the lyrics to that song. Um, so what they did is they partnered with uh Zed and Aloe Black to remake that song for their 75th anniversary. Which is hmm. it's wild in its own way, don't get me wrong here. But they took a piece of their history and put it with modern history. And I personally I think that combination is what makes something special. And I'm just like, yeah, why didn't you tell Post Malone to like, you know, give him the theme song, give him the pokey rap, right? Remake the pokey rap. I don't know. But like, well,
0: like I really like the, uh, I really like the, whatchamacallit, the the Hootie and the Blowfish song. I only want to be with you. They did a cover of that and that's going to be part of the album. And mm-hmm. I really like, I love, I love that song. I used to sing it with my mom. Um, like, yeah, that was beautiful. I I wish it was like Pokemon though. Like you could spin I will I only want to be with you Pokemon, right? Cause like, you know, Pikachu only wants to be with Ash, doesn't want to sure. be in the Pokeball.
1: I mean, look, like, there's enough songs in the Pokemon. There's enough songs in the Pokemon universe that you could have, you know, even if it's like write a new song and take some of the the eight bit. Or, or whatever, like, the, the song material that are in the games, right? Yeah. There's just, there's so much you could have done, and I, it is a little bit of a letdown when I'm hearing about it th- secondhand, but, you know, yeah, I agree with you. It's a little weird.
0: I would, again, recommend, like, looking it up, because it I mean, it was still beautiful. It was still beautiful. I will say, though, um, I I like too many things on Twitter. I'm trying to, like, <laughs> find it the only want to be with you song this is a little tidbit that a lot of people might not know it did create or it did have like a background-esque i don't exactly know the like the musical terms for it but it did play your U- your attack your attack city right. it's the place in johto where morty is and the
1: oh so it had like it had like some backing or something like that some yeah it had
0: like backing of some sort or whatever to the music um of that song but um somebody ended up pointing it out and posted like a clip of the song Mm -hmm. and boom but i don't even know where i'm going with this somebody tweeted somebody (laughs) tweeted the video of it nothing but then but then uh, a notable a more notable uh, news source of Pokemon news tweeted like a five second clip of it and they got like a DMCA claim
1: oh okay
0: so I just that uh, that sucks Pokemon company what are you what are you doing anyways go on
1: well what else uh, do you want to talk about Uh, I mean we could we could I'm done with 25th anniversary stuff if you are I think we can... Uh, yeah,
0: we spent uh, we spent like 40 more minutes than I thought we would talking about the Adversary stuff. Um, but, Can I mention the Battle Styles pre-release kits? Yes, 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 go for it. Okay, so there's been a lot of reports of different places. I'm not going to say anybody specific, but there's been reports of release date for Battle Styles pre-release kits. They come out this week, the week of... Uh, April, I'm sorry, February 28th. Today is March 1st. Tomorrow, March 2nd, the day that this releases. A lot of people have been saying that it comes out Thursday. It's coming out a day early Thursday, March 4th. And then some people are saying, no, it's March 5th. But I'm here to tell you that off Pokemon.com get the battle styles post Sword and Shield Battle Styles Build and Battle Box early. You can get some of these new cards early at your local Hobby Star starting March 6th. Select retailers will be selling the Pokemon TCG Battle Styles Build and Battle Boxes. Saturday, March 6th. The official Pokemon company has put out. There's no other date in here that says on Friday, March 5th, Thursday, March 4th, nothing. But... The moral of this story, because it seems like a lot of people are unsure and saying different dates, go ahead, give a call to your local game shop and say, hey, I would like to buy Battle Styles Building Battle Kit. One, when are you selling them? And two, can I pre-order one if you would like to get one? That's the moral of my story.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm getting four from my local, so hopefully I'll get lucky and get one of each promo, but
0: we I just shall hate,
1: see.
0: I just hate misinformation, and from specific websites, I've seen them post multiple dates. Mm. But I've also seen the Pokemon company post a specific date. That is not what everybody else is saying. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe some hobby stores are selling them early, they're breaking street code. I mean, look, March 5th,
1: March 6th. Uh, This is my opinion. Like one day early, especially when you're not having any tournaments is like.
0: uh, Well, yeah, uh, but here's the thing. Remember when I mean all the time during this pandemic, you know, local game shops have been limiting pre-release kits because. Yes, people are just buying them out like people are so hungry for cards right now. If you want any of these, you have to get them day one. You yep. have to get them like when they open, you know? Yeah. So that's why I'm saying like, please make sure to call your place to see if they, if they're selling it on Wednesday, like don't rat them out to the Pokemon company, whatever, who cares? Like they're their store, they do what they want. You just buy it whenever, but like this comes with booster packs and people, even though this, this, uh, this set is not going to be as money grabby. Like, yeah, there's no charizard there's no gigantamax pikachus it's still pokemon cards it's going to be the most recent set people are still going to sell these pre-release build and battle kits sealed for 50 bucks day one on ebay guarantee it sean guarantee on monday we can look on ebay together monday night and we'll see some build and battle kits for 50 bucks
1: Ugh, I'm. I don't know, man. The whole Pokemon world right now is just sad. <laughs> I've been, Sean. I've been. Uh,
0: I showed this on my uh, Twitch stream today to my viewers. I've been looking up different items on like Pokemon collectibles. So like, so like really weird, unique Pokemon collectibles that you probably like wouldn't think of, and it's like ever since pokemon cards started becoming harder and harder to find i've developed more of this appreciation for like other items so like there's a japanese pikachu coin bank that came out which was awesome that i'm looking at there's a spinner rack bouncy ball it's a bouncy ball with spinner rack in it made by hasbro jake i like, think you have
1: a problem at this point <laughs> I mean, just, I look, I'm just watching
0: them. I'm not buying. Them. I mean, I do want to buy them uh, for sure. But you need like,
1: your, your fix. You need your fix so bad that you're like Japanese Pokemon coin bank. I'll take oh, it. Okay. I'll take it. No, 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 no. Hey, hold <laughs>
0: on, hold on, hold on. Here's the thing. So, I started loving Pokemon based on the different things that I had as a kid. Like, I have, I have a cereal spoon of Totodile that I got when I was like six years old. It was like a, it was like a, a spoon that if you had enough tabs from like a cereal box or whatever, you mail it in. You tell them what Pokemon you want, and they and if they had like you you chose one from their list of options, and then they mailed you if you sent in enough tickets. And I still have that spoon of the day. It's actually like behind me, so it's it's that I do have a problem, and uh, but. I, it i'm going back because cards are so hard to find and i have this like extra income now technically i'm like going and finding these like niche things that are really cool in my opinion you know
1: no i think finding if you if you think they're really cool finding them now because you know it's going to happen right like those niche things somebody is going to put them on some video that's way more popular than either of us and all like, of a sudden there's
0: a there is a There is a sealed 1997 Pokemon VHS. That is $12, Sean, just $12.
1: I mean, that's probably what it cost when it came out. Basically.
0: I mean, it's factory sealed as well. Like you would think that it's that. And I mean, this is also like one of the, I had this VHS growing up. We don't have it anymore. We like sold it a while ago, but like. This was like my favorite VHS that we had a lot of VHSs, DVDs of Pokemon stuff. This was my favorite by far. This one specifically. So that's why I'm looking at it. But it's like things like that. Like it it's and like the 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 Pikachu coin bank 14 bucks, free shipping. The bouncy ball 14 bucks. That one might be a little more expensive, but 14 bucks for that. Like these items are so cheap. Compared to, let me look up a, a vivid voltage pack. <laughs> vivid voltage pack, seven bucks.
1: You can get two vivid voltage packs or a
0: whole coin bank. 10 packs of vivid voltage for $73. ETB, $80. Like it's booster box sealed. 210 dollars like it's just it's not realistic to to collect pokemon cards right now if you're uh if you're a parent and you're looking for cards for your small 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 child just buy like the bulk cards off amazon the lot of bulk cards you know your kids just appreciate pokemon cards boom i will say though sean we did see the uh speaking going back to pre-releases we did see the uh the Battle Styles pre-releases, they look freaking sweet because they're <laughs> different arts. Sean, which one do you like best?
1: Uh, Let's see here. I'm looking at the photos of it. I mean, I would say I would have to pick between Cherim and Houndoom. Those are the coolest ones, in my opinion.
0: I think Cherim is the cutest because yes. look at that freaking smile with the, with the, the rainbow. The, the rainbow in the background. It's a gay chair. We love that. I love it. I love all the rainbow cards. love then, all the rainbow cards.
1: I feel like the Houndoom is also, it's just a very dynamic pose. Oh I yeah. Like it's like. super,
0: it's super aggressive. Like it's very well done. I feel and like the octillery. I mean, the octillery <laughs> yeah. looks really good. Balancing on the rock. Like, oh, yeah. you never think an octillery would do something like this in an image. You just think of it, like sitting with its legs sprawled out on the bottom right like like an it's not octopus you think of an <laughs> octillery,
1: but like the bronzong i feel like i've seen a few bronzong cards now and i i don't know but they all kind of just look the same cuz he's like bronzong doesn't do much i know that's that's, it's like uh, imagine being the artist and being okay your card is promo Bronzong, and the person's like, "What the? What am I supposed to do with that? He's just a, he's just a bell. He's just a big bell. He like can't <laughs> even move his arms. All he can do is like
0: move his eyes. That's all Bronzong can do. Oh. It's not like Houndoom, that's like a dog, or Octillery, that's got eight arms. Man, Bronzong is all good cards, though."
1: Shot. Yeah, I mean, All they're, they're pretty good cards. he always gets good cards, but the artwork is like, it's lacking. But. I'm hoping to get
0: Octillery.
1: Oh, I'm hoping to okay. get Octillery,
0: because when IRL events come back, I think Rapid Strike is going to be pretty good. I think Single Strike and Rapid Strike will both be good, but I think uh, Rapid Strike is going to be better. So I want to get my Octillery now, because... Single strike is good right away, but we're not playing anytime soon, Sean.
1: No, no, we 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 are not. Um, actually, I we had a few other topics we wanted to cover, but I have to I have to make this one a shorter shorter episode because of my my schedule. But Jake, rather than talking about the meta, I, maybe we talk about the uh, some topic that's come up because about like whether or not the boom in Pokemon collecting, TCG, all that stuff will have a positive, negative, or neutral impact on play once that ever comes back.
0: It's going to be no different. Okay. These people that are collecting, these people that are getting cards, they don't care to read it. I mean, I'm not going to gatekeep like, what you do in card collecting, right? Like, but... No, and you like, look at you, know. you look at these people like they don't they don't want to know that's work Sean well, that is work to ruin your pristine <laughs> card by shuffling it like people won't want to do that it's it's arguably more expensive I feel like to play to be to play than to collect
1: uh I yeah I mean I think um, it can be it depends on the type of collector you are. But oh yeah, for sure. I think the average collector versus the average player, I agree. I think it's more expensive to be a player because it's like somebody might be like, oh my gosh, I pulled one of this cool card and like there's players that are like, yeah, but I need four of those and I need yeah. to put them all into a deck that I'm going to play with. <laughs> it's like cheese. And by the way, in
0: a month, that that card that you just bought four of at like 15 bucks may actually be $3 and the deck is bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's terrible.
1: But I don't know. my My thoughts on it are that I agree with you that I don't think that the collecting craze has a direct positive or negative impact. I think the thing that has the negative impact is obviously COVID, mm-hmm. like the pandemic not having any play. You know, as much as you want to hope that all of the great tournaments that people put on and online play being so "quote unquote" accessible. But the reality is, like, that's not how people want to play this game, generally speaking. Like, if you wanted to play an online game, you'd play Hearthstone. You'd play Legend of Runeterra. You'd, you'd play any other online game than Pokemon. Um, but what I do think, I, I think that it could, I think if you're a current player, that the collection craze is actually a positive for you because there's a flood of singles onto the market. I think we talked about this maybe like last week or the week before. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. So I think if you're a current player, but I think if you are somebody looking to get into the game, the gateway, I really think the gateway is always opening up individual packs, pulling cards that excite you, and that you say, I want to build a deck around this. And not having that opportunity to like experience pulling some cards and then building a deck from that. Now you're just talking about like, oh, I want to play this game. How do you want to play it? Well, here's a list on TCG players. Just go buy all the cards. And it's like, that's not fun.
0: No. Here's a better idea for the new player. Download the free client of PTCGO. No, And just, just don't. play. Just don't. I know, it's I so know, bad. Sean. I know. But you can save a lot of money sure. by just playing PTCGO. In an era where we don't have IRL events, I know the client sucks, but it's it. I mean, I, you can play a lot. You can I, get a lot of stuff done. And plus, like, I got four Crobat Vs very easily in PTCGO, whereas I've just gotten lucky
1: IRL and pulled two. Well, I, I think that you are... That's a pragmatically correct answer in terms of if somebody is determined to play, PTCGO is obviously there. I think, though, that there's a lot of people. I was one of them, and I'm sure you were, too, to some degree... There's a lot of people who like, you know, getting into a competitive TCG is you you start off on a fence, right? You start off on the fence of like, you know, I don't know the game. I kind of like the cards. The cards are cool. I want to play a game. And what, what draws you in is other people one and the thrill of like opening packs and seeing cards for the first time and building decks off of that. And as like, inefficient as that may be for most players like you know building your deck based on what you pull is horrible because your deck will be bad and also way too expensive Mm -hmm. but i think that is though the way that people get into the game competitively like and and actually that's that's the sticky draw and um I, i think that the collector boom is a net negative to new player growth because you lose that sticky draw you know obviously the pandemic has part of it but those are my two cents on it. Yeah. We got to head out, Sean. Sean's got a meeting. I do. I have I, it's it's been a crazy busy time for both of us.
0: Yeah, so. it's it's been wild. We've got some things in the works.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we Coming got up, some cool, cool episode ideas and stuff, so.
0: Yeah, so stay tuned for that, but uh I uh I got a oh man, I kind of work I got to write something for tomorrow. You
1: better Ah. work. Ah. All right. I'll see you later, Jake. I'll see uh, all y'all lovely listeners next week.
0: Bye.